This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We're a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. Welcome Bob um, this morning and I know that lots of us know Bob. Bob has been part of our vineyard family pretty much since the beginning and I know that lots of us view both Bob and Sandy as spiritual parents to us. They are such encouragers, um, they're prophetic, they hear from God, they're passionate and um, just have taught us so much and so we're so grateful that they're part of our family um, and I'm really excited that Bob has agreed to share with us this morning. So Father, we pray for Bob now as he comes. We pray, Holy Spirit, would you anoint him? Would you speak through him this morning? Would you give us ears to hear what he has to say? Holy Spirit, would you move on his word? Amen. Amen. Good morning. Who's driving the slides? Mia, slide number one, please. Is that number two? Okay. <laughs> Got off to a flying start. No, that's the third one, second one. Running quite smoothly so far. <laughs> See, it's going to be a great morning. Try number one. That's number one. Try number two. Yeah, title. What is the title this morning? <laughs> oh, not yet. <laughs> you're, you're ahead of me. What's the title this morning? Apologies from Dan. He's on a course this morning. He's supposed to be taking a, continuing the series on the life of David. But he's coming next week, which is good news. So I'm filling in this week and I said, what's the title of what I'm going to speak to you about? And the answer is roughly... What makes a vineyard a vineyard? I'll give you my view. It's not approved by Hannah. It's not approved by Vineyard UK and Ireland or Vineyard Intergalaxy Ministries. It's just what I think. Okay, I'll have to start a little story to set things straight. Next slide, please. Apologies. This is my apology to you. And it concerns the Gretna Green outlets. Anybody been to the Gretna Green outlets for their shopping? Yeah. Driving up from England, Sandy said, let's call into the Gretna Green outlets. And I said, oh, good. <laughs> and while we were there, we went to the paver shop or something. And there's this great pair of shoes at a tremendous price. And I said, I may as well take those. And I took them. And she said, do you want a can of spray to waterproof them? And look after them, condition them, shoe spray. And I said, oh, the price is so good, I may as well take it. Sandy said, you've been great. You've done two shops without complaining. Let's go for a Costa coffee. You take a seat and I'll go and order up the coffees. So I was sitting there and said, mm, right, what will I do? Get this tin out and read it and says, shake before use. That's a good idea. It's probably been sitting for a while. Give the can a good shake. Give it another shake. Spray 12 to 15 centimetres from the shoe. May as well try it. So I got the spray and went down this shoe, down the other side, 
across the toe, pshht, round the back. There's a bit not done, pshht. It was then I became aware of the clattering of chairs and tables. I looked up in a cloud of shoe spray <laughs> flying everywhere. And the woman and the child beside me, dashing away for cover, said, oh my goodness, I've ruined their day. I didn't mean to, but I learned a lesson. Just uh, being a little bit inconsiderate and thoughtless, you can upset people without really meaning to try to, and they're probably saying, what a horrible man that was sitting spraying that. Now, all I can say is, sorry. So if I say anything this morning, it upsets some people, please give me the benefit of the doubt. I don't really mean to upset you with anything controversial. Okay, next slide, please, Mia. Do you recognize anybody there? Silence. No prizes. That's me. And who am I chatting to? John Wimber. Aileen's not here this morning, is she? No. Anybody has heard a John Wimber conference? You did? Attended. Not attended. <laughs> Aileen's the only person I know who's attended the John Wimber Conference, a man, a radical man, an apostle who traveled the world preaching the good news, healing the sick, and seeing miracles. He described himself as a fat man trying to get to heaven. And that's John Wimber. He challenged me radically in Belfast in 1986 and again in Melbourne in 1989. The things he said, just a fat man trying to get to heaven. So he started as a verse of scripture to challenge me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. It's known as the Great Commission. Some people say it's not a great option. It's a great commission just before Jesus was taken up to heaven again. To, it's about the last verse in the Gospel of Matthew. That's what Jesus told the disciples. And I think it must be quite important. What's the last thing you say to people before you go, ooh, up into the clouds? It must be important. Well, Matt Nichols spoke about this. Do you remember the minute messages we had? Next slide, please. Matt Nichols did a very good presentation of that. And I think he focused on the word go. Not right, Matt? Go and make disciples. We very often think of just uh, inviting people to church, waiting for them to come. But the challenge here is to go. And that's what Matt challenged us with. You go out to people and say, You're coming for a coffee tomorrow with me? Where? The vineyard. What's the vineyard? What's well, where we talk about Jesus and God? Would you like the donuts as well? And then maybe they'll come along. So you go and tell people. Next slide, please. Other people take the same verse and say, therefore, go and make disciples. That's the first thing you've got to do. Go and make disciples. Learners of Jesus, of all nations. And baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And third thing you to do is teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. So make disciples. Churches have been doing that for a while. And then the Baptist said, you make a disciple, then you baptize them. It's okay sprinkling water on kids, but we should be baptizing believers. And that gave rise to the Baptist church. And then you should teach them to obey everything. 
Now, vineyards aren't all identical. Ice cream is ice cream, but there are many different flavors. Baptist churches or Baptist churches are different flavors. There are different flavors of vineyards, but the same principles in the center of it all. And John Wimber hit the nail on the head whenever he said, next slide, Mia. Go and make disciples, teach, baptize them, teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And he said, everything. And I've started to notice recently in my Bible readings, a number of times it says in the Bible, all, all things work together for good for those who love me and called according to my, all things. Say, well, I'm sure that thing wasn't for your good. God says, all things. And here he says, everything, not some things, not most things, everything. And so you scratch your head and said, what's included in everything? That's where John Wimber started to challenge me. For example, next slide. After Matthew, same gospel, Matthew 9 comes Matthew 10. I know the other one was Matthew 28, but I'll come back to Matthew 9 in a minute. As you go, there's the go word again. Preach this message, the kingdom of heaven is near. That's the message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Is that all you do? No. You heal the sick. You raise the dead. You cleanse those who have leprosy or other skin diseases. You drive out demons. Freely you've received. Freely give. Challenge. Preach the word of the kingdom. That's good. What about the rest? Did Jesus command him to heal the sick? Have you prayed for the sick? I've prayed for the sick. I've seen some healed instantly, some healed slowly, some not, not healed yet, some dead. But we're told to heal the sick as best we can. Raise the dead, I haven't raised any dead. I've prayed a few times for somebody I knew was killed. But in Africa, you... you you hear that a man was beaten up so badly he went to hospital and died. The church got together. I think it was Zimbabwe. He prayed and prayed and prayed and he came alive again. He went into the prison of the guy who had killed him and witnessed to him. So it's not happening here in my experience, but it's not to say it doesn't happen and we're not to wipe it out from our memory banks. Cleanse those who have skin diseases, leprosy. Drive out demons. Had just a little bit of experience with that, but not much. Freely you've received, freely give. You see, this, this comes after Matthew 9, where Jesus goes through their towns and villages, preaching the king, kingdom of God, healing all who are sick and diseased. When he looked at the people, he had compassion on them, for they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to the disciples, the fields are white for the harvest, but the workers are few. Pray, therefore, to the Lord of the harvest to send workers into his harvest field. And then it goes, go. That's what the workers in the harvest field are supposed to be doing. And it's a challenge to me in 1986. It's a challenge to me now. Am I doing all the things we're supposed to do? 
Another tricky verse. Somebody comes up to you, he said, and he says, I've just become a Christian and I'm reading my Bible. And I've discovered Psalm 103. And it says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins. And he says to you, Will you pray for me for the Lord to forgive all my sins? Would you say yes or you say no? Oh, we'd all say yes. We'll pray our best prayer. Jesus, we pray you'll forgive the sins of Jane or John and lead him into new life and take him to heaven when it's his time. And, and that's our best prayer. God bless you, brother, sister. And you would do that. Next slide. The person says, oh, that's not the end of the verse. Praise the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. And he says, will you pray for me for the Lord to heal all my diseases? By the way, I've got a very critical illness and I've only given months to live. Will you pray for my healing? What would you say? Can I give you the phone number of Hannah? <laughs> and she'll maybe pray with you. No, the challenge is for us to pray with them. Now, don't get me wrong. Here's where the apologies come in again. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying everybody's healed immediately. I've got a dear wife with a funny little spot in her back. Went to the doctor and said, oh, I don't think it's anything. Went to the specialist and they said, oh, we'll whip it out anyway. I don't think it's a problem. And then they did a biopsy and came back and said it's a melanoma. And cut a big lump out of her shoulder about a year and a half ago. So Sandy was cancer-free, and she had a CT scan in six months ago, and they found a growth in her left lung. I prayed for Sandy. I prayed for healing. I prayed cancers to go. I prayed for life and health. She had an operation to remove the growth in her left lung. That was all good until a month ago. A lump in her stomach. Went to the doctor, went to the specialist, said... Oh, it's probably all right. It's nothing to worry about. We'll take it out anyway. Took it out and said, don't like a look at that. Came back, another melanoma. So I'm not saying pray for healing. Everybody will get better. It'll all be miracles. It'll all be fine. But God is good. We just need to work our way through these things and see some people healed immediately. Some people healed slowly. Some people healed later. Some just don't understand it. God is God, and I am not. So that's a challenge to us. What did the early church do? When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. Acts chapter 8, verse 6. This is when it has said... There was persecution of the early church, and all except the apostles were scattered. He was scattered. So he wasn't an apostle. They heard, so he was preaching the message, and he saw the miraculous signs he did. They all paid close attention to what he said. Are people paying close attention to what the Church of Scotland says, the Baptist Church says, the Episcopal Church says? Maybe some, but the world's not waiting to see what they say. 
And Bill Johnson put it very succinctly. He said, the church is giving information about God, what people want, a demonstration of God. That's a challenge to us. They're seeing a demonstration of miraculous signs that Philip was doing. And therefore, as a consequence, they paid close attention to what he said. And the church grew. We want the church to grow. And maybe it's up to us to do more miraculous signs. They'll not happen unless we pray for them, ask God for them. That's what John Wimber said when he went to church. When do we do this stuff? He asked the minister that, and the minister said, what stuff? Yeah, the stuff it says in the Bible to do. He said, we don't do that. We talk about it, we sing about it, but we don't do it. And he started to try and pray for people, saw very few results for a long time, then did see miracles, did see people healed. One example of a miracle is it one came with a strange eye. It was all pink. And she was totally blind in that eye. It was a totally destroyed eye. She could only use one eye. And he said, put your hand over your, your good eye. I'm going to pray for healing. I'm going to pray for a miracle, for healing for your other eye. And he prayed. And she said immediately, I can see, I can see. He said, poor old woman, she's covered her wrong eye. But it wasn't to be. She'd actually covered the good eye and the totally destroyed eye was totally restored and is a miracle. When will we do this stuff? That's a challenge to me. When will we pray for the sick? When will we pray for the dead? When will we cast out demons? That's a challenge to us all. There are people here this morning and you've come to church, I feel, with loads, burdens, worries, concerns, anxiety. Maybe you've come this morning, you're feeling sick. Maybe you have pain you want rid of. Why don't we ask God to do something about that? You might be worried about your family. It might be something has happened with your friends. Maybe there's a problem with your finances. Maybe there are problems at work. If you're a student, maybe there are problems with your course, your studies. Maybe you're concerned about your future. We can ask God to give you a peace and give those burdens to God, give them to Jesus, and go away without them. Lay our burdens down at the foot of the cross. What time is it? Ministry time. <laughs> it's ministry time. I don't know if we'll need the group again or not. We'll see how it goes. Why don't we ask God to do this stuff? I invite you to stand. You don't have to stand. You may stand if you want. This is what makes a vineyard a vineyard. Hannah says she has a sensation, a feeling earlier on. She asks if anybody's got a prophetic word from God. 
We pray for healing. We think God hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if you've got a problem, a burden, and a worry, and anxiety, I invite you in to hold out your hands. Hold out your hands to give it away to God, for God to come and take it, and you to leave without it. If you haven't your hands out, you can see somebody near you who has, you can pray for them. We'll ask God to do his stuff. Our Heavenly Father, we ask you to come in your kindness and your goodness and touch lives. Take away burdens, anxieties, pain, sickness, worries. In the name of Jesus, we ask, come by your Holy Spirit. And it says in the stand here, we want to encounter Jesus. You may be encountering Jesus now, you may feel something. You may feel a peace, you may feel a heat. You may feel swaying a little bit, you might want to sit down. You may hear a voice in your head say, where did that come from? might be from God. Maybe you hear strange words that you don't know or understand. Maybe it's a gift of tongues. Vineyard believes in the gifts and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Let's just stand for a minute and let God do his stuff. Yes, Jesus, have your way in your goodness. There might be somebody with a pain in their left forearm. Jesus might be healing that. Pray for peace to come, Lord, in our hearts, your peace in our lives. Increase our faith, increase our trust in you, Lord. Heal pain, heal anxiety and worries. Give us a peace that passes all understanding, Lord. Just give a moment longer. If there's anything you feel God saying through you or to you, or you've experienced anything, you can come up and share it on the microphone here.
Is there one to one prayer ministry available, Hannah? Yeah, you know, sometimes as we gather, God just falls sovereignly in the, the gathered context where we are. But sometimes there's also an invitation for us to pray for one another and um, to pray as individuals. And so I want to invite you this morning. You know, Bob's given us an invitation. And, and absolutely, I can say that we endorse the message, Bob. Um, you know, as a vineyard, we want to make space for God to do the miraculous. And so this morning, in response to Bob's invitation, we want to make space to pray for you today. If you need healing in your body, we want to pray for for you um, and so how we're going to do that is if you want to head to the back of the room and um, if you feel like you need some prayer this morning maybe there's a, a physical illness maybe there's pain in your body um, or maybe there's just something else that you would love someone to pray for you for and um, so if that's you we're going to continue and finish in worship together and um, but you can come to the back of the room and we'll we'll get send someone to pray for you and what does that involve it's not a scary thing and um, we're not going to lick hug or stroke you <laughs> um, but actually we're just going to stand beside you and just welcome Holy Spirit to come and be obedient to the words of Jesus. You know, we believe that God heals the sick. We believe that God is the God of miracles. Um, and, and so if you have something this morning, we're family here together. Um, so please don't feel um, afraid, awkward about that. That's just an invitation as we continue to worship. But the final thing I just felt as God was speaking is that you're maybe there's, you're someone who you have a heart to see God do the miraculous, that you have a heart to see God heal the sick through you. And I also felt that God wants to anoint as with the gift of faith um, and the gift of boldness to begin to step out more and uh, taking risks to pray for people to see God move. And if that's you, we'd also love to pray for you. Um, so again, the invitation to come to the back and we'll find um, some regular members of our church to come and pray with you. So why don't we continue to worship together um, and, and let's do that. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.